Yeah, this is bad. DJ Nucleus, 8000, Southside, Southside Way. Yeah, yeah. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. I used to wanna be like Mike till LeBron came along. When the game on the line. Pass it to LeBron when the game on the line. Pass it to LeBron when the game on the line. Pass it to LeBron. I used to wanna be like Mike to LeBron came along. Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome to Chaz Patrol, episode fourteen in the house. We got BK. We're gonna talk about all of the craziness that is the college football playoff. We're gonna preview this weekend's games. We're gonna talk about. Who should be in? Who shouldn't be in? We're going to talk about Baker Mayfield, real man of genius. We're going to talk about Ivy League champions, Yale University, the coaching carousel. We got a lot to get into, so let's just go for it, man. BK's in the house. We had a lot of fun doing this. Hope y'all enjoy it. So let's get going in three, two, one. What's up, man? How are you? Doing well. What's going on, dude? Dude, just another day in paradise over here. We got we got Billikins basketball on the TV. We got a little Nuggets jazz action later to look forward to. Some pretty that's, exciting stuff that, here. In that's a big Avenue. night. That's a big night of sports. Yeah, I'm gonna go it's on to, Tuesday particularly. Yeah, after the podcast, I'm gonna go to Soul Taco, get myself a kimchi burrito, you know, and just nice. get ready to settle in for a fun, fun-filled evening of basketball. No one cares about. Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna you're gonna shoot the shit with the the kimchi folks about the uh, the Billikins and, and how they're doing. You know they're very passionate uh, about the Billikins it, at Kimchi Burrito Soul Taco, but uh, they are actually located on Wash U campus. So you know their sports are even better than yeah. than Slews. You know they're okay. It, it maybe maybe for the benefit of the audience, you know, in fairness, we did cover this before we got started. Um, a Billikin is what for everyone so a billikin is a charm doll invented in the 19th century that is also very popular in japan now even though it's an american charm doll and to break it down it kind of looks like a mutant buddhist figure with sort of avian features in the face so so just think about avian buddha that sort of smiles and kind of looks like the Michelin man, but is in a Buddhist pose. That's creepy as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't let a small child around a Billiken. A Billiken looks like the ice cream man of charm dolls. (laughs) And and the best part about it is that one of our institutes of higher education and higher learning chose this as their mascot. Yes. Yes, even yeah. though the Billiken was invented in Kansas City, the uh, rival city of St. Louis, it, yeah. St. Louis decided to steal the Billiken, much in the same way that you know North Carolina stole Columbia University's colors. Yeah, exactly. You guys, you guys really got them good. You showed them. Yeah, nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just take it and run with it. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's that's a good that's a good segue into into our topic today, college football, and uh, and kind of the, the sprawling landscape that uh, that is is college sports. It's true. A lot of craziness has been happening. We almost had a Greg Schiano return to college football. I was well. He's been he's been in college football for a little while, but just like flying under the radar. Is it, oh, that's um, right. He's the Ohio State defensive coordinator or something. He, yeah, yeah, he, he's DC at uh, at Ohio State, which it, it was funny. Like I, I completely, he really was flying under the radar. I had no idea what had become of him until I saw the the Tennessee news, um, and it was funny when I was uh, you know kind of prepping for the the podcast and stuff. At the time, he was he was locked and loaded to go, and obviously that's all changed in the past forty eight hours. But uh, uh, the the funny thing is, is I mean. I think anyone would agree. I don't. I don't really know where else UT has to turn. Mike Gundy, man, they want they Dude, want a man who's forty. Gundy's not the answer. The Gundy and the mullet is not the answer. I like the mullet. You. 
And I like Mike Gundy. I like that vertical offense. I like that QB factory, that receiver factory, bringing us Dez. Yeah, I was going to say, you can get the next Dez Bryant to, to UT. That, uh, you know, they, they could, that, would, that would get some hillbillies pretty excited in Knoxville. I, I think they would. But I, I think Gundy would be a better hire than Greg Schiano, who I feel like bullies people like Richard, Richie Incognito. Like, I've, uh, but, I, but I think you need that. At, at Tennessee right now, like that program's in, it's just a complete shit show. There's, they've, they've done nothing right. They, like you know, they ran Phil Fulmer out of town, um, who you know, in fairness, like they hadn't really done anything since the, uh, you know, the Peyton Manning heyday. But uh, like, I mean, they're in shambles. They like they're just getting stomped by people. You yeah. need someone. I think you need someone like Greg Schiano to come in and like crack the whip a little bit. You don't need. I just don't think you need like. I think Mike Gundy, like his his offense has been kind of fun to watch, but like he, he's he's just like the benefactor of of Boone Pickens just you know opening up his oil pipeline of of straight cash, homie, and, uh, and letting it ride. You know, I think it's been some really honest recruiting by Mike Gundy and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. I think that Mike Gundy just goes into parents' living rooms, makes his case about how he wants to turn their son into a man. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the uh, the Escalade Boone Pickens is going to just be casually loaning to the family. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Not to impugn. That, that Boone yeah. Pickens is doing anything unsavory. He's yeah. just trying to make his his alma mater better. But. Yeah, and, and I respect Boone for that. I mean, he's not the only one. Um, I, I've actually met Boone Pickens. He's, he's, a, he's a solid dude. But uh, Legit. Legit. Yeah. I mean, if I had gazillion dollars, think about the what we would do for Yale football. Oh, yeah, we, Yale football, it, we'd be the... We'd be the uh, the University of Oregon of New Haven. It'd be, it'd be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Just neon blue jerseys for everyone. Very yeah, shiny yeah. helmets. Let me, well, let me put it this way: anything would be an upgrade on the uh, like the shitty Nike, like two pairs of Nike shorts that uh, that we got when I when I played there. They've already upgraded. I think they're, they're with Under Armour now, and I think they get uh, they get some, some cool swag. But uh, yeah, it was, it was it was pretty bleak. I think we were still getting the uh, you know the, the team issue grays. Yeah, that's that's what you need to look for in all the uh, the gut classes. Absolutely. I mean, I think I I had more Yale sweatpants that I bought. At the bookstore with my with my parents' bursar account, just from not doing laundry, then they gave the Yale football team. You're spot on. I I have one pair of Yale sweat Yale football sweatpants. Yeah, come on, Yale, <laughs> come on, Yale. How do you expect to recruit people if you're not giving out the proper amount of sweatpants? Even though let's let's take a moment to celebrate here, Ivy League champions. Yeah, man. The the, the granddaddy of of the granddaddy of them all, the 134th Harvard Yale football game. Um, it was a big one. I went down for the game. It was pretty uh, pretty awesome. Um, they, uh, you know, last year Yale Yale beat. You know, for for those of you who don't keep up on on Ivy League football trends, uh, Yale football had a had a tough year last year, but. Uh, but they put the kind of icing on the cake of the season by beating Harvard at Harvard for the first time since, uh, since when when you and I were there, Nick, in 2006. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it was a good win last year, but it definitely felt like kind of a fluke. This year, it was uh, it was an ass-kicking. <laughs> they beat up on him. It was pretty fun. Love it. I love the new era of Yale football dominance that we've entered. It's yeah, it's been no, a long time it, coming. Yeah, no, it's they're fun they're a fun team to watch. Like the, the offense is is pretty explosive. They're you know, they're kinda of doing the uh, the spread thing. Ooh. Um I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of the, the spread. It yeah, I mean, it's just it's I'm, I'm an offensive lineman, so it feels gimmicky to me. But um but they've got some. They've got a lot of talented young players. Like their the their running back just was um, Ivy League Rookie of the Year. I think their quarterback's like a sophomore, rising, you know, kind of a rising junior. No, no one, no one leaves early out of the, the Ivy League. So yeah, so you've yeah. Got these guys for a while. <laughs> <laughs> solid, solid. Yeah. Any future NFL players? 
Um, there were some guys. That's a good question. There were some guys across the league. Like I, honestly, I think it was like Dartmouth had a couple guys. Harvard usually got like um, I think they had like a, a really good like returner. I'm not sure how old he is though. Um, but uh, but yeah, you know, you, you see a few guys who pull big practice squads and, and that kind of thing. Um, it's you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a bunch of bunch of nerds beating up on each other. <laughs> <laughs> but they're getting great educations and becoming. They're becoming leaders. Men. They're becoming uh, men yeah. and becoming leaders and and well-adjusted members of society, just like just like Mike Gundy promises all the all the Des Bryant's of the world going to Oklahoma State. Absolutely, Ivy League football, where the where the American dream of amateur athletics still lives. Yep, exactly. True amateur athletics, where where we don't even get scholarships. Yes. <laughs> Because you know, scholarships tarnish the the dream of amateur athletics. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We want to take away as many opportunities as possible. It's great. Yeah, and that's exactly why we're not playing in the the college football playoff or or any relevant bowl game or it's, any bowl game for that matter. <laughs> it, it's you know, it's wild. I feel like we are getting screwed almost as hard as uh, the Central Florida Golden Knights, dude. UCF, baby. <laughs> That's a program on the rise right there. It really is, man. It really is. Is that Scott Frost getting a lot of looks for, for coaching openings right now? Yeah. he's Here's the thing, though. Like, I was, I was talking about this at work today. Like, if you were Scott Frost, like, I, I mean, I, I know, I think, like, Nebraska's been, been talking about trying to go after him and stuff. It, of course well, they should. Yeah, and they should. But, like, if you were Scott Frost and why would you – I guess here's the thing. You always have to think about the position of the coach. Like, do you really want to leave a program where the bar is so, so low? No. You know? I would say no, yeah. You go to, you go to like, a Florida, you go to a Nebraska, like, these programs that, like, have just been struggling. I mean, you know, Florida's a great example. You take, you know – McElwain took took that uh, that team to the SEC championship and got fired. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> if it were me, I would just renegotiate, like, just renegotiate my deal. Be like, hey, the Nebraska exactly. is going to offer me twenty million dollars. Why don't you do the same thing? Yeah, and, or at least yeah. or at least let's split the difference of fifteen. Yeah, like you know, fifteen, and you get to keep your job for you know indefinitely, basically. Yeah. Whereas, like, I, I feel like. I, we're, this is like another thing we were talking about today. Um, these programs like the Nebraska's of the world just have unrealistic expectations of themselves. Like, yeah, it's not 1994. Exactly. This is not 1994. You're not running the triple option. And like this is like I, I've been to Lincoln. You don't you don't want to go to Lincoln. Yeah, tough to recruit. That. Tough yeah. to recruit. Yeah, unless you yeah unless you grew up. You know, tossing hay bales in, in Omaha, um, you know, I, in this day and age, I think it's a pretty tough sell to say, you know, hey, what, uh, you know, let's, let's pick it up and uh, and head to the, you know, the bastion of football excellence that is the, the University of Nebraska these days. It's a yeah. tough sell. Yeah, really not, you know, the, the best thing when you're making Lawrence, Kansas look cool. The, yeah. <laughs> the, exactly. the, that is one bad football team. Yeah. Or 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 and you know it's bad when uh when when K State is the uh is, is kind of the, the dominant uh, dominant player in the, the Kansas Nebraska, you know, football landscape. In Manhattan. It's classy. Manhattan, it's cosmo Manhattan. cosmopolitan's place. Yeah. <laughs> It's where all cultures come together in Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah. It's full of art. It's beautiful. Exactly. Here's a question for you, though, while we're on the, the coaching subject. What do you think, as a former Niners fan, what do you think about Kelly going to UCLA and as a USC fan? I think it's probably a good hire, honestly. I you think like, so? I think that Chip Kelly is just a better college coach than pro coach. I think... Like that style will work in Los Angeles. That style will work recruiting out of out of California. I expect that program to do really well. I don't necessarily think that they're going to be like heyday Oregon. I think that the you know the college football universe kind of caught up with that style and learned how to play against it. 
Yeah. But I do think that it's going to be really, really good. I think it was a great hire by them. I personally, I think Chip Kelly is a pussy for not going to Florida and playing in the SEC. <laughs> I think so too, but I think I think it gets back to like what I was just saying about like you're going to a place where the bar is so low. Like, why not? Why not just take the money and run? And I think you're spot on though about like his offense. I mean, his offense is is the quintessential Pac Pac-12 offense. Like. You know, let's just line up a bunch of fast guys. We're going to, you know, run some motion around the field and, and try and score, you know, 50 points a game. Um, and, you know, God bless us if we even, you know, stop stop the uh, the opposing team once on defense. But, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, it was interesting, though, reading about it, like, you know, just kind of reading about the hire. I, I, you know, I think it's the right move for – I think it's the right move for Kelly. I think it's the right move for UCLA. Um, but I was surprised, like, uh, all the, all the sports writers talked about how much he, apparently, like, Kelly just, like, hates to recruit, which is one of the reasons he, why he jumped for the NFL in the first place, is, like, he thought he would be able to spend all this time, uh, you know, getting back to just, like, you know, going through tape and, and game planning and everything, and now he's going back to the, to the college landscape where, you know, that's inevitably part of the process. Like you, you have to go make the, you know, the Mike Gundy house call as, as we're saying. You got to, Um, yeah, you got to, you got to sell people on your, your ability to make great young men and leaders. But, but yeah, no, I mean, I think if you hate to recruit, then going to UCLA is probably about the best thing you can do because the university just recruits for you. You don't have to say too much. You're just like, you're just like, yeah, come to UCLA. Yeah. We're, we're in the nice part of Los Angeles, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check it out. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy the scenery. Yeah. But. It's, it's nice looking people, nice looking ladies, lots of Asians to do your homework for you. It's, that's, 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 a, 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 you, you could say an ideal environment for, for college sports or pretty toxic one, depending on, uh, <laughs> Depending on the program you're planning to run. Hey, North Carolina did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently not, according to the NCAA. No, nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd love I'd love to see Chip Kelly turn UCLA into the uh, like the heyday USC, like just. Yeah, roll, rolling out the perks. Let's put it that way. I I think it's possible that the next Reggie Bush and Reggie Bush Heisman is, is could could end up out there. Yeah, I, the, I the, yeah, I have yeah, big the RIP Heisman for yes, Reggie Bush. Pour one out for Reggie Bush's Heisman. I hope he doesn't have to steal it back from a hotel room like OJ Simpson. Yeah, I feel like Reggie's a a, a more down to earth guy than that, but uh, but time will tell. Yeah, no, I mean, he dated a Kardashian. He must be down to earth. It's, yeah, exactly. He's a he's a grounded fellow. Yes, he. I saw an interview with him recently. He claims he's not retired. So you know, if anyone's looking for Reggie Bush, you know he. You know where to find him. Know, know where to find him. Absolutely. Yeah. So, what do you think of the Mullen hire? Do you think that was a good one? Um. Again, for me, like. I would have stayed at, at Mississippi State. Here's the thing: it, it's tough. It's it's easy for me to say that, like not not being a coach at that level, because you're never going to you're never going to contend for a national title at Mississippi State. Um, if you're playing in the SEC, you're you're just not going to get the better players will go to the better bigger schools. Um, and if, from a coaching standpoint, you want to chase a national title, you do need to go to like a Florida or a Bama or a, you know an LSU, so, you know some school with 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 some more pedigree and some you know you know some recruiting power. Um, and no one's got a bigger pipeline of talent, I would say, in in the SEC like geographically than Florida. Oh, the Miami public school system. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not teaching math down there, guys. It's not known yeah. for its STEM. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First robotics is not uh, not gotten down there. No. Um, yeah. So 
yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I understand. I can understand the like that that aspect to it. Like, if you if you want to chase the national title, um, but uh, but I don't. I don't envy the job he has in front of him. That's that's going to be a, a, a tough rebuild, and it is not a not a patient fan base. No, apparently not. Apparently, yeah. apparently, death threats come come quick down in down in Gainesville. Yeah, yeah, which is yeah, it's a, it's a tough tough way to do it. But uh, but I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, they they had to make a change. Sure, they they, they clearly felt like they had to make a change. I I mean, I think. I, I didn't see. I didn't feel like McIlwain was taking them anywhere. No, so, not at all. Um, so I don't blame them for for pulling pulling the you know the trigger on him. Um, it's just tough. There's just so few marquee names available. Um, like everyone talks about. Like I mean, you can basically like run a carbon copy on on every press statement that comes out when when uh, you know teams fire their head coaches. They're like you know. Just insert, you know, spin, spin the spin the you know wheel of fortune dial and insert, you know, alumni base. Like it's like playing Mad Libs. Like you know, just pick and choose alumni base, fans, you know, boosters, tradition, you know, you name it. Like you can just pick and choose the words and fill it in. It's all it all sounds the same. Hundred percent, man. I was I was surprised that neither of these schools went hard after Harbaugh. I yeah, so I think Harbaugh goes back to the NFL. You think so, Cowboys? Yeah, I think I think he goes. I think he goes one more year at Michigan and goes back to the NFL before, like at a point where like both, it, like both he and Michigan are saying are like you know tacitly acknowledging that this didn't work out. Yeah. Um, I think it did work out. It's just that you know it. Ann Arbor is is better than Lincoln, Nebraska, but it's it's a similar thing, right? It's, you're, it's, no, you're spot on. It's yeah, it's it's an easier recruit than Lincoln, but it's stuck in the, that same mold. Like they they're living in the '90s. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, I was I've been surprised how much they. I mean, Michigan's been fine. I, I, like it's, I, I think it's wrong to say they, that they've struggled under Harbaugh, but like they, they they lose too many games that they should win. Yeah, um, too much weird fa- like dad punt Michigan State game type stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like like dumb mistakes that you shouldn't be making. Um, but yeah, I see I, I see Harbaugh riding out like another year. Probably like if it's one more loss to, to Ohio State, I think he I think he jumps for an NFL job, goes back to the NFL. Yeah, I mean I, I think it's possible, and I think it, like, there will be I a big NFL like opener or something. I think like, it'll be the Cowboys or the Giants. I think it'll be like a, a super marquee job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I could totally see. And that. I think both of those jobs are going to be readily available in the coming years. I think they might even <laughs> miss it by a year. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh man! So you want to you want to talk about these CFP rankings? Yeah, we've got uh, got a lot to unpack there. We sure do. Uh, Central Florida at number fourteen. What what does this the committee have against the great city of Orlando? What did Orlando ever do to anyone other than bring us like theme parks and tacky restaurants and strip clubs and? That's about it. Nothing, nothing, nothing was wrong with Orlando. Orlando is a, a gem of, of American culture. And it we is. Should cel- we should celebrate that. A cultural mecca. It's like exactly. It's like the planet Hollywood of restaurants or cities in America. It, you know, it. That's a good way to describe it. Yeah, it's like a massive, yeah, planet yeah. Hollywood hard rock cafe type environment. Yes, it's it's definitely a franchise of the American city. You you can see you can see that. Yeah, <laughs> this is it's not artisanal. So let's, yeah, <laughs> let's 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 talk about the the night. So the the problem with that, I mean, they haven't beaten anyone. Well, they beat Memphis. Exactly. Yeah, 
That's that's true. They beat the alma mater of Paxton Lynch. I feel like Paxton Lynch's performance in the NFL takes away credit to the AAC or whatever that conference is every single day. I think I think that's totally fair though. Yeah, probably. Paxton Lynch is atrocious. <laughs> He's not good. Not good. Yeah, not 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 good. But, I'd, but here's um, remind me is. Uh, so where's Lane Kiffin now? He's at which of the like directional Florida schools is he at? He is at Florida International. He, FAU. I think he's at FIU. Charlie Strong is South Florida, and Scott Frost is Central Florida. If I oh. think that's correct. Okay. Though it might be Florida Atlantic that Lane Kiffin's at, but I think it's Florida International. Okay. Some real powerhouses. Yeah. Anyway, you've really got, like, that's interesting. I didn't realize Charlie Strong was down there, too. You've really got, like, like this, like, kind of dustbin. Yeah, the <laughs> Island of Misfit Toys. The yeah. Island of Misfit Toys down there. Yeah. It's getting checks, man. South Florida's good, too. South Florida's, like, 10 and 1. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, hey. yeah, it's good. Also, a good good place to be recruiting down in South Florida. Yeah, yeah. You can get all the guys who uh, you know probably athletic enough to play at the big schools, but maybe not smart enough to even get into Florida State or Miami. Yes, some real academic eligibility question marks down at at USF, the Golden yeah. Knights. My, uh, my uncle's a, uh, a sports medicine doc, and uh, the team he he works with used to play South Carolina State on an annual basis. Ooh, yep. And he described it as all like like I just did. All the guys who were good enough to play at at University of South Carolina, but were too dumb to get in. That. Which is which is a pretty scary thought. <laughs> yes, they are. It is a questionable statement that they will come to be the future leaders of America, even under the tutelage of Charlie Strong. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He said they. He said South Carolina State usually sends a couple guys to the to the NFL every year, always on defense. Always secondary. <laughs> always on defense. Sec- definitely some, uh, some free safeties. You know. Yeah. <laughs> with, with some, apostrophes some in their names, if you will, yeah. ball hawks. <laughs> yeah, ball hawks. Not not quarterbacks. Uh, you know, quarterbacks of the field uh, type, type of players. Yeah, they're not known for their ability to read the defense, but man, do they have instincts. They got yeah, like, exactly. go, like Goldie and goal instincts. Yeah, <laughs> you can't teach that. No, you're born with it. You're born with yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, um, but we got we got way off topic uh, a little on the, bit. The, play, the playoff picture. The playoff picture is complicated, man. It is. They're like because I think there really still are like eight teams that could get in or something like that. Exactly. I I agree. Uh, I mean, I really think anyone in the yeah, I guess the kind of the top where it is. Uh, yeah, I guess the top eight. I was going to say the top seven, but uh, I think. Yeah, with the, the rankings tonight, OSU's eight. Yeah, I think um, the first team that's out out is probably Penn State. Yeah. And the USC, unless they win by 50, is probably out-out. Yeah, I, I, I don't see a way in which USC gets in. Yeah. They're, like, there's just... I, 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 don't, I don't see a case for, for them having enough enough strength nationwide to sway people yeah. into the top sport. They didn't beat anyone good enough. No. That's their problem. They just they they did pretty well in the Pac twelve, but that Notre Dame loss was killer and yeah. they probably shouldn't have lost to was it Arizona State? It was some something like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, a bad it was look. Arizona State. That's a bad look. Yeah. Well you just uh, unfortunately like with the state of the Pac twelve you can't be you can't be pretty good in the Pac twelve. Like you have to you have to curb stomp everyone at the Pac twelve to be relevant i think the pac-12 has a lot of haters but the pac-12 is a good conference they they play a style that gets made fun of but the pac-12 is much like the big 12 where it consistently has tons of top 25 teams and teams that are winning 9 10 games and yet 
we just don't respect it the way we respect the SEC or even the ACC or the Big Ten. But, but, but that's because when the Pac-12 runs into teams from the SEC or the ACC, they get ground up. A little bit. A little bit. You end up with the uh, like uh, Oregon v. Alabama. Oregon, yeah, the Oregon-Alabama is, is the best example I've ever seen of that. They, they just got slapped around. It was like... <laughs> It was like grown, you know, grown men against boys. Yeah, it was ugly. It, it, was, it was hard to do fun Chip Kelly, no huddle, athletic things when you're just getting the crap beat out of you in the trenches. Well, exactly. And, and, then, and again, like getting back to my, my offensive line bias, like I think with the you know, the spread offense, it, it's interesting though, but going back to the, the Alabama game, um, just this past weekend, I feel like Auburn. Auburn's the only team that I've I've watched that has successfully run like a spread kind of up tempo style offense on, on on Alabama successfully and consistently. I think that's probably true, but I think Auburn has the trenches for it, and that's exactly. the difference. That's that's the difference makers. If you need you need a line that can can actually move people off the ball. Yeah. And, you know, the oddity for me is that, like, the Pac-12 tends to not just create players who go to the NFL on offense. In fact, Pac-12 quarterbacks tend to suck, whereas Pac-12 defensive players tend to turn out to be pretty good. And yeah, ironically, you're, yeah, you're right. They've got a lot of solid defensive guys. Like, And that's where, like, Oregon's, like, Oregon's best NFL players of the last, like, t- 10 years are, like, all these linemen. Right, it's like the Haloti Nadas of the world. Yeah, it's defensive players. Yeah, Legarrette Blunt. I remember when he punched that Boise State guy when he was in Oregon. He rocked him. He was such a good punch. That was like that was way better than a Crabtree Akib Talib punch, or the the AJ Green punch from a couple weeks ago was a really good punch. That was that was a good one. Yeah, (laughs) the NFL is really showing what leaders the NCAA turns these guys into. Showing how we've created leaders at the college level. That's, that's why you have to stay all four years, like like we do in the Ivy League. Yes, absolutely. But, you can you can learn some manners. Yeah, exactly. you don't do not pull on Michael Crabtree's chain. That's his chain. That's his and, chain. And he, he owns it. So where do you stand on the turnover chain? Just to continue to get off topic, dude. So I'll be honest. I was a, I was a Miami hater for not a hater, but I was I was not a fan. Of Miami, like back in the, the Larry Coker glory days. Yeah. Um, but I have to be honest. I I think the turnover chain is hilarious and a great. I think it's an awesome gimmick. I think it's great that the whole team like has bought into it and like has completely revived the the you know like quintessential like the you mentality. It's, it's great. We needed that. We needed that back in college football. Yeah, uh, because like the NFL is no fun anymore. Like stupid shit. Like the turnover chain is exactly what we need in college football. Yeah, it's like the it's like millennial version of the U. It's like exactly. this, it's like part of selfie culture. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, let's find a way to Instagram something, and we'll just work this like huge ass gold chain into it. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? You know that they all have huge ass gold chains that they're, you know, getting with other people's money anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Mark, Mark Rick has ta- tapped into that, uh, that old booster network. That is the you. <laughs> yeah. No, but I think, yeah, I mean, as much as I'm like not, not a huge Miami fan, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have them back at the, like the, the conversation of relevance. I like the you. Football. I like everything about the U. I like what they stand for. I think, unfortunately, they're probably not going to beat Clemson, and they're probably not one of the four best teams in the country. But yeah. but I do like the I do like the U a lot. I like them as a as a cultural institution. I I like the idea of going to the U. I wish I had gone to the U on some level. I, I think it seems like a great time. Dude, I, I don't I don't think there's any way it could be a great time. Yeah. Like, you, like for you to have a bad time at, at the University of Miami, you gotta be a like, huge I, loser. Yeah, I, like you'd have to be under house arrest, I think. But yeah, and even then, it would.
Yeah, no, there's some really fun places to be under house arrest in Miami. They have some great boathouses, you know, some nice some nice yachts that you could end up on. Exactly. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, maybe you might be your neighbor might be a, you know, a former former U football player just very just possible. by chance. Turn, you know, just drug kingpin. Or, exactly. Or multiple nightclub owner. Or 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 all of the above. Yes. Yes, it's entirely possible about having a diverse portfolio in Miami of both drugs and nightclubs. Yep. But, but anyways, pulling pull us all the way back to the, the playoff picture. Uh, let's, 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 let's get to the chase and then we can kind of dive down the different rabbit holes of like where, um, you know, who could get in, who, who might not, who do you, at the end of the day, who do you think are the top four? So the best four teams, if I had to say, gun to my head, who are the four best teams in the country? Yeah. I think, in truth, it goes Alabama, Clemson, Auburn, Oklahoma. I think are gun to my head, in that order, the four best teams in the country. Interesting. Okay. I would, I totally agree. I think, I think I'm probably... Auburn, OU, Clemson, and I actually think OSU is really good. I think they're, OSU, way, they're yeah. way down on the list, and I, you know, they, they kind of need some breaks to to head their way. But I think they're they're a really good team. I have them fifth as I think they're the fifth best team in the country. I just I watched their the OSU Iowa game in its entirety. And for me, that was that was eye opening. They just they looked so shitty against Iowa. It, that's that's the one thing I can't, I can't reconcile. It's the Iowa loss was, was gruesome, but um, but like but they step up in big games. Yes, but like they they also really lost that Penn State game. They won it. But they won by absolute miracles in that fourth quarter. It, it was it was amazing that they won it, and Oklahoma beat them at home. Right? They 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 lost a game on their home field, which I think is pretty damning. I think Oklahoma's really good. I mean, Oklahoma has has the Baker Mayfield, who <laughs> <laughs> Baker Mayfield, <laughs> the experience. I saw a great thing about uh, some commentator when. Uh, when you, you saw when he was suspended this past weekend, his teammates brought his jersey out for uh, as like a you know kind of like a captain in in absentia. <laughs> like, I love it. Someone someone was commenting on it. It's like they said like Baker Mayfield's like suspended for all of like three plays, and his teammates are acting like he died. Because <laughs> 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 that is that's the type of shit you do with like. But like some some kid dies, like you, bring, you know, brings cleats out to midfield. <laughs> it was very emotional for Baker. It was just a lot for him to process in his, you know, his his last home game for yeah. uh, the Sooners. Yeah, that's what happens uh, when you you're think, a dick. You think you think he runs away with the uh, the Heisman? I think he's a hundred percent the Heisman. I think he would have to shit the bed so incredibly in the. Big 12 title game for him to not win the Heisman. And I think he deserves it. He's the best player in college football. He, I think, his stats I think so are too. Do you think yeah, he's good in the NFL? What's that? Do you think he's a good NFL player? I don't. Um, I think he's right now like a, 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 a better, or I guess like a big people have a better look, view of him than they did like a Johnny Manziel. But the, the character issues aside, I think he plays a very similar game to Manziel. Um, like he's best when everything breaks down and it's kind of the like backyard football, like you know, guy on the run, scrambling around type of thing. Yeah, and that that just doesn't translate well. Like defenses are too fast, and offenses have to run on on like a scheme. And if you can't really play in a scheme, I think you really struggle in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, like, the Russell Wilsons of the world are so incredibly rare. But, right. you know, it's 
it's something where you know Deshaun Watson to some extent you know had had a lot of success sort of doing improvisational type stuff and not being a pure pocket passer this year too you know so I don't know yeah but Watson but Watson the, the rub on Watson though was more that he actually was like more of a system he was like limited by by being so systematic at Clemson yeah and that and I I think I Looking back, we just all missed on Watson. He should have been the first overall pick. He did everything you could ask someone to do in college football to be the first overall pick. And I, I couldn't agree more. We just and we picked all him just, apart. Everyone just like discounted for whatever reason. Yeah, we all just and I was it because he was like two inches too short, or because he played you know for Clemson, and we just didn't trust Clemson because it went from like Taj Boyd style to to Watson, and we just didn't feel like it was pro style enough. I don't know. Yeah, but we. I feel we like missed. everyone thought he was like a less electric Taj Boyd, which was fair, but he was all like, I don't know. I think he, I mean, like you said, he did everything you could. You could ask someone to do to be the number one overall pick, and he should have been. Yeah, but yeah. lucky, lucky Houston in, until the injury. But yeah, no, I think he'll be back, and I think he, Deshaun Watson, might be the best quarterback in the NFL in two years. Yeah, if Tom yeah. Brady retires, which he might not. Exactly. Yeah, and Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers turns into the next Tony Romo, just with no yeah. collarbones. What? Um, Change the topic, but uh, but what do you think of Wisconsin? Because this this one's a mystery to me. They're a mystery to me. I mean, I like Wisconsin, and I'm rooting for them just because, like, I it's fun to see them. Like, they're consistently competitive. Yeah, they always get ten wins. Yeah, which is which is kind of amazing. Um, But I. I, I, I mean, I think everyone's kind of in this boat. No one knows what to make of them because they just really haven't played anyone that good. Yeah, but they they don't just take care of business. They seem like they win by pretty significant margins. Like they exactly. they ran yeah, up the score the last week in the rivalry yeah, the, game. The reason they're in the conversation is because they they beat the tar out of everyone that they should beat the tar out of. Yeah, I mean, we will we will see pretty soon how they stack up against you know, a legit, legit team, but they got really lucky with their schedule this year, not having to face OSU or Penn state. Yeah. So if OSU beats Wisconsin, like let's say OSU beats Wisconsin handily, do you, do you think that earns them a spot in the top four? I mean, it matters what else happens. If yeah, I, I think if, Clemson wins, which I expect they will. I and, think Clemson will win. And Auburn so, yeah, wins, which agree, I expect they will. And you, you think Auburn will beat Georgia again? I do. I know it's tough to beat someone twice, but I think there's a talent gap there. I just think, I think just... I I think, see, I think Georgia, I think Georgia might get them this time. I think, I think Auburn's banged up. They've, they've been through two really, really tough games. Anyone coming off playing, like, you've kind of got that emotional high of beating Alabama and, you know, fans storming the field, all that. And now you have to get jacked up to to play a team you've already beaten on the backs of that. I think I think Georgia beats them. I think that's totally reasonable. Those are those are all legitimate arguments. I just I just think there's a talent gap. I watched out or Auburn, Georgia, and it was it was a little bit of, of men versus boys and the way they dominated and the way they ran up the score was great. really I, impressive I, I, to me. But I, then again, I, I, home, I totally home agree. War Eagle. War Eagle, man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, their, their stadium's nuts. I would love to go to a game at their stadium. Yes. That looks awesome. The SEC is just chock full of awesome football experiences that slightly, slightly out outkick the uh, the Harvard Yale tailgating experience. As fun as it is, I'll, I'll grant them that. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, I guess for me, like I, as I'm talking this through, so I've got I'm, I'm, I'm I think it's Clemson over Miami. I think I'd love to see Wisconsin. I'm rooting for Wisconsin over Ohio State, but. I think 
wouldn't be surprised to see Ohio State beat them. Yeah, I think Georgia I think beats. I think Georgia beats Auburn and OU beats TCU. I think in that circumstance, do you think that like in in that you so you'd end up probably with Clemson? Do you end and the question is like does that open the door for Alabama to get back to the top four? I think it does. So. I think it does too. My next question is if Miami wins a close game against Clemson, can Clemson stay in the top four? I think barely. I think they, I think they go from one to four. And if that happens, like if they, if they win, if they lose like 38, 35 to, to Miami, then are they going to manage to keep a spot? And then that would pretty much keep out Alabama and Ohio State, who are on the outside looking in. And I I think that the other big question is, you know, that fourth spot is going to probably be open for either Alabama or Ohio State. And if Ohio State wins the conference, do they get credit for winning the conference? Even though I think gun to our heads, we all think Alabama is better than Ohio State. Yeah, um, I think you, I think you, I think it should matter. I, I I'm a, I'm a conference champion. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm a little maybe you call me a little old school in that regard. But like, I think conference conference championship should matter. Like, you you have to kind of play your way to the top, and if you come out, you know, kind of come out of the de facto tournament on top. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a statement to make. For me, I think having two losses is damning. I, I think that even like even though Ohio State would be the conference champion, I think that the the college football playoff is really meant for teams that only have zero or one loss, right? Have, yeah, but like, but I, but I think like if you're looking at Ohio State, like one of those losses is to a team that I would argue probably is the most secure position in the top four. Yes. So yes, it's two losses, but one of them is to a team that on a neutral field on like a given day, you know, it it could be a different outcome. Yes. But it was also, it was a home loss. And then their other loss was rubbing. Their losses are bad. They have a home loss and then an absolute drubbing to a good but not great team. That's fair. That's fair. Whereas Alabama has a road loss to an awesome team. Yeah. So, so would you say, so you think Alabama squeaks back in? I, so I think that Alabama gets screwed. I think that Ohio State ends up with the four spot. But I think, think Alabama. Think people should. are just tired of seeing Alabama in the playoffs. I think people. I think there's a lot of anti-Alabama sentiment, like myself included. I don't like it I when Alabama so wins every year. I think it's super annoying when Alabama wins every year. But I think Alabama is the best team, and I don't think it's really even that close. I don't think they're the best team, at least this year. I think they're. I think they're a very good team. I, I think they're a top four team. It yeah. should be in the playoffs. This like, is like, a, like you yeah. said, gun to your head. They should be in the playoff because they're definitely a top four team in college football. Um, I don't think they're the outright best team. I think they're too banged up, and I don't think they're as talented as they've been in years past. Yeah, they've this got, is a lesser got some great team. players, but it's these aren't the these aren't the like steamroller Alabama teams that we've seen before. Yeah, no, they don't. They're not the same like seven first round picks, running back winning the Heisman, crazy beast receiver. They they don't have the usual elements. I guess they have Calvin Ridley, so they they do have the crazy beast receiver, but he's not Julio Jones. It's not he's right. not Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, I mean Scarborough's fun to watch at running back, but he's you know, he's like another like just big behemoth of, of an Alabama running back. He just, you know, carries people for five yards and, and falls. <laughs> yeah. so, so, I mean, I agree that they're, this isn't the best Alabama team I've ever seen, but being, like, the eighth best Alabama team I've ever seen, you know, still probably means that you should be in the playoff, in my opinion. Yeah. And all, you know, they, their only loss is to a really, really good team in a really, really tough place to play. Yeah. And so... 
so if, if Georgia Georgia beats Auburn, let's just say, um, you think that you think Bama deserves it over Georgia? I mean, I think that if Georgia beats Auburn, then Georgia's going to be in, right? I think yeah. that, that pretty much is is a given. Georgia's one loss. Georgia has yeah, they, sh- they should punch their ticket. Yeah, they have the Notre Dame win. Like then they're you the know, Notre Dame win means nothing. Notre Dame's such a paper tiger. They are. They are a paper tiger. Every single year they're a paper tiger. They suck. Sorry, Notre Dame. You, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know you guys. Know you guys have a big fan base out there, but you're not. You're not good at football. Yeah, it's not the '80s. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's cool. It's not the '80s. The best thing to happen at Notre Dame was Manti Teo getting catfished. That's that's <laughs> that's your legacy this century. That, that really is the legacy of the 2000s. Yeah, and Brady Quinn's EAS Myoplex commercials. Yeah, now he's done. Now he's done. Oh. Uh, and, and maybe AJ Hawk's sister. Oh, AJ Hawk's sister. That that was a good memory. I I haven't thought about AJ Hawk's sister in a while. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that back. Yeah, that was that was a fun fun championship game to watch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure, for sure. But yeah, no, I I think that Georgia will get in because they'll deserve it, and because they will have only lost to a team that they also beat at that point. And so, like, it, it sort of mitigates that loss having happened. But, like, it, it goes back to the, the other question is, if Georgia played Alabama ten times at a neutral field, how many would Georgia win? Two? Yeah. One? Yeah. Like, I don't think they're winning more than three. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably say four, but you're right. The, the, the odds are, are definitely in Alabama's favor. And I think that's true with Alabama and everyone. And then the question is, like, if the committee is really trying to pick the four best teams, then how do they not pick the team that would be favored against every other team? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's a weird year. There's, there's, there's just too many losses across the board. And that's, I guess, for me, that's what starts to, to take a bit of an edge off of, like, a two-loss team making it. Um, because Wisconsin's really the only, they are the only, uh, yeah. you know, kind of the twelve and O team, and they're twelve and O against teams that we we can't really vet. Like their biggest wins against Michigan, um, and and yeah, we've already already talked about where Michigan stands. Yes, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess for me, like at the end of the day, I I have it as I see Clemson over Miami, so they're in. Um, I, I'd love to say Wisconsin beats Ohio State, but I don't see that happening. I think Ohio State beats, beats Wisconsin. I think Georgia beats Auburn and OU beats up on TCU. And then when the dust settles, you end up with Clemson. You end up with Georgia. You end up with OU. And that fourth spot. That's the tough one. That's the Bama versus Ohio State spot. Yeah. And I think I think you I think you give it to Bama. I think I don't yeah. I don't want to, and I wouldn't be surprised if if Bama gets screwed, but you're but you're right. Like having talk like talking it through with you, just from a talent basis, it should be Bama. Yeah, no, I mean, I. it's tough, right? Because you want to reward conference championships. You want to reward, you know, playing that extra game and winning. And, you know, you want to reward having really quality wins. But And Alabama doesn't have that many quality wins this year. But, you know, they're still Alabama. And we all, you know, with our eyes, we know how much talent there is there. And, you know, it, it's it's something where I, I think they deserve to be in a little bit based on reputation, a little bit based on the fact that we all know how talented they are. Yeah. And Ohio State, again, I think they have the worst loss profile out of all these teams, even though like. And, and, you know, at this point, other than the Penn State win, which was barely a win, it's not like they have incredible wins either. 
Yeah. They lost. Penn, you know, I will say, though, Penn State's been really fun to watch. They like, have been. Saquon. But, dude, Saquon Barkley is he is going to be very good in the NFL. Would you take him in the top five, or do you not believe in that? Yes, I would. Definitely. I I don't know. I I I still think that the Fournette success or semi-success and the Ezekiel Elliott success shouldn't be setting a precedent for people to be taking running backs that high. I just don't believe in it on principle from a team building perspective. Um, I hear you, but I think he's he to me is dynamic enough that you can use him. Like, I mean, he, he's he's pretty good out of the backfield. He. Uh, he, he's a return guy. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like he's dynamic enough that you. He's not like a. He's not a Fournette. I think he's, no, more, he's, he's a more Christian pass catcher than like a. He's definitely more of a pass catcher than a yeah. Fournette, um, and probably more so than than Zeke. Yeah, to me, he's um, a McCaffrey, but I. I think, I think he's, that, but he's more of a running back than McCaffrey, which I think gives him some value. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess I just feel like if the Panthers could go back, would they have taken McCaffrey at nine, or would they have just like taken some sweet D lineman. They've taken Takarist McKinley or something. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm still not sold on McCaffrey, so you're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, I'm not sold on him either. But yeah. like I think I think when we did our when we were doing our fantasy breakdown, we we, we decided that Christian McCaffrey was basically just Ed McCaffrey. <laughs> yes. Yes. And that's that's your ceiling. <laughs> yes. No, absolutely. I I I did not spend any auction dollars price enforcing on Christian McCaffrey. That was not yeah. part of my strategy, nor nor do I have regrets about that. Yeah. So But yeah, no, I mean I think ultimately we we agree in large part about who's gonna end up in this top four and that it's really gonna be a sort of philosophical decision about Alabama v. Ohio State, what you value, whether it's conference titles or eye test talent, and whether you value one, you know, one loss versus two loss or conference title versus no conference title and home loss, all that kind of stuff is really what's going to come down to unless Wisconsin just takes the question away and wins. Yeah, that's true. Which that would make my day. I'd, lo- I'd love to see uh, love, love to see Wisconsin in the uh, in the top four. We're rooting uh, for you, Wisconsin. We're rooting yeah. for you. Please do all it. You, all your all your corn fed greatness. I guess it'd be probably dairy fed, but uh, yes, corn fed by by derivative. But. Yes, <laughs> true. <laughs> well, any final thoughts? Um, I'm also one final thought. I'm really glad Mike Leach is is back in our kind of collective consciousness me too i yes he might have puts put someone in a closet for punishment once i'm okay with that me too kids gotta yeah. learn if you want to build future leaders you got to give them tough love sometimes exactly we've got some like shitheads in the in the millennial era like the, the kid probably i mean it, he, he probably deserved it yeah i'm sure he did i'm sure he yeah. did i'm sure he learned a lesson yeah yeah and um, now he now he looks at Mike Leach as that that tough love father figure, which is you know what some of these guys need. <laughs> a lot of these guys <laughs> might need. <Yeah. laughs> or or you need the cool dad like Mark Rick pulling out the uh, the turnover chain. Yes. So, it's up yeah. to you. Up to you, but yeah, no, I love watching Mike Leach football. I'm glad it's a thing. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it's a thing. Good word. Well, on that note, that's all I got. That's all I got, man. I, I hope you uh, rest your starters and start Geno Smith against me in fantasy this weekend. I would really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> Geno Smith, back back in the conversation. The uh, the Iron Man has, uh, has taken a seat. Yeah, it's going to be the best thing to happen to the Jags. Yeah, well, it's it's going to be, be the best thing that happens to the Giants when they fire back Ben McAdoo and then, uh, then bring in Jim Harbaugh one year later. Yes. Yes, all true. Well, all right, man. It's been an it's been an awesome podcast. I feel really like we've come to a good place here. Go sure. Yale, Ivy League champions, Bulldog hey, Nation, Bulldogs, Bulldogs for life. Go for it. All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's episode. It's been an absolute privilege hanging out with you. Also, 
Hope you guys have a lovely today, lovely tomorrow, and I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. It was a ton of fun for us, so we'll be back soon. It's been real. Stay out of trouble. Cheer. This is bad. DJ Nucleus, 8000, Southside, Southside Way. Yeah. Yo. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. I used to wanna be like Mike till LeBron came along. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. When the game on the line, pass it to LeBron. I used to wanna be like Mike till LeBron came along.